Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This time around, I'm going to talk about consumer spending, what's going on on the housing market, and the status of a lot of the states right now as some of this stuff unwinds. There's really nothing interesting going on in interest rates or the rest of the disclosed numbers in the economy. They're all here. Oil is still up in the upper 30s. Not bad. Mortgage rates have not changed. They've gone down, if anything else. The PCE number, year over year, came in at one. It's been that way for a while. I don't believe there's any inflation brewing in the system. And there's no evidence of it. So spending was way up. Consumers have gotten out. They're buying things. It's not just mountain bikes. It's a lot of things. I think the uh, cloister is over. So people are going to start going out and doing stuff. Automobiles have really been a place where a lot of people have started. There's evidently some pent-up demand, and they're out buying. Interestingly enough, if you look at big dollar-generating consumer products, Ford F-150 is right up there just underneath the iPhone. But ahead of Android and refrigerators, it's a big-ticket item. Of the 95 or so billion dollars spent on cars, 42 billion of it is just on F-150s. So they're a good place to start if you're seeing what people are out buying. Spending across the board is not uniform. Clearly, those at the lower end of the economic spectrum are struggling a little more, but their spending has returned. They need to. Food, rent, that sort of thing. This is done by zip code. And the wealthier zip codes, they're way down the line here. Those people are in no hurry. They don't have to spend. They don't need anything. They're sort of waiting. They're spending as well behind. So it isn't that the economy doesn't have spending. It does. The big spending, even outside of autos, hasn't really even started yet. Homes, they had a couple of questions about this. What's going on on the home market? It has also rebounded dramatically. Contracts for the sales of new homes returned to just below normal by May, even with physical showings not allowed in many states. They switched to virtual. Closings lagged April and May, partly because of the confusion about the mortgage forbearance rules. A lot of mortgage servicers weren't sure who was going to be paying who. So that got kind of worked out. And the market has significantly improved here in June. New requests for mortgage forbearance have stopped. And many of those that already have that option are still making their payments anyway. A lot of them are new people. And I think they understand that if you don't make your mortgage payments, that will be a question that comes up when they either buy a new home or refinance. So if they're able, they're making them. There are a lot of loans that are in delayed payments or forbearance, big chunk of them. Well, it's student loans. Things coming to light in this whole process are, well, student loans really don't require any ability to repay them on the surface. They just require a little optimism and to get people into a relatively expensive education system. We'll see how that pans out over future. But credit cards, autos, mortgages, they're down. As a matter of fact, mortgage delinquencies for May 
were about the same as they were in 2011. And the initial figures for June show delinquencies are falling already. It's too early to see if there will be any increases in home foreclosures. Don't have the data yet. We haven't even gone 90 days. And rent payments in June are running 92.2%. It's the same as in June 2019. The housing market, singular market, multifamily market is fine. The indices, here's the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, and the Dow Jones. Yes, they're coming back, a little volatility, a couple of little corrections after the big return, kind of a V-shape. Well, a lot of questions about what is going on. Oh, is the stock market unaware of what's going on with the virus? Are they disenchanted? What is it? Well, the equity markets are moving forward in a lot of reasons. There's a lot of money in the system, and I think they recognize the nature of this problem is very short term. A lot of conversation out there about why are so fewer companies putting out their estimates for earnings? Big deal. Estimates. Well, it's dropped a lot. Normally, the S&P 500 only has about 100 companies that put out estimates anyway. But now it's down to about 50. I wouldn't be concerned. The worst part about making estimates on your earnings is not meeting them. That's bad news in the marketplace. There are a lot of algorithm and program traders that sell you if you don't meet your earnings estimate. So they're just not putting them out. Valuation is following earnings very closely. We knew earnings were going to be down, certainly in the end of the first quarter, first part of the second quarter. That's not going to last. Only airlines are still down right now. Autos are coming back. Banks are coming back. Just about everybody returning to normal. That's what we're having. If you look at what the S&P 500 has been doing, certainly in the first quarter, it's not like they anticipated a problem coming, but there were issuances of all kinds of new debt and they accumulated it, no problem. But really what they have is a lot of cash, huge amounts of cash. No reason to spend it right now. They're just going to hang on to it. Some of that's debt. Some of that is lack of expenses. Clearly, there isn't a fundamental problem anywhere in the S&P 500 or corporate America as a whole. The financial response to this unique experiment and the tragedy of the virus to some, it was very quick and effective and exposed lots of pre-existing strengths and weaknesses in governments, corporations, and individuals. All of a sudden, income stops? Well, what condition you're in? Well, you know in a hurry. Government's contribution to all this was mostly cash infusions, not stimulus. Extra unemployments, the $1,200 payments to everybody. This is an immediate budget issue. It's fiscal policy. These actions clearly put a floor underneath having the U.S. economy go significantly lower than it had. It stopped, worked very well. The cost, looking at it right now, $11 trillion. Lowering interest rates and other measures to stimulate activity, that's monetary policy. The Fed buying assets, all kinds of things that are going on in monetary policy. That's not immediate budget issue. That's long-term. Those are future budgets. Lack of opportunity, whatever it may be. We're running about, this is a, an estimate, by the way, about $6 trillion on that. This has cost a lot. Uh, it's not money that is recoverable. 
by growth, it's not recoverable at all. It's simply never existed. So federal taxes going up. State taxes, which is the issue right now, and I'm going to kind of wind up with this. The states are coming out with new numbers on how much revenue they lost. Colorado, in that orange, I'll call it, we're kind of in the middle of the pack. A lot of hotel and tourist taxes were never received. You're never going to recoup those. The blue states here did a pretty good job. They didn't lose so much revenue, and they're having reasonable controls already established for unemployment, the number of employees, what they stop spending, do they have any reserves, all of that sort of stuff. States individually are going to have a lot more issues going forward than the federal government is. Federal government, hmm. your taxes are going up. We've talked about this before. I don't think a lot of taxpayers in the state side of things are going to be all that wild, especially in Alaska and Wyoming. But if you look at the municipal bond market, which we do every day, when the spreads widen, this to explain this chart, when the spreads widen, the line goes up. That means the yield has gone up on a municipal bond because the price went down. Price went down because people weren't buying it. So when the spread widens, oh, they're not so popular and there's, quote, more risk to them. Well, if you look at most of the quality munis, triple A's, double A's, single A's, their spreads have returned to normalcy pretty quickly. The triple B's, the ones still investment grade, not junk, but the bottom of investment grade are still a little wide. There's a little bit of fear because some of those states are going to have to come to the municipal bond market to get revenue replacement. It's as simple as that. This is not going to be over for 18 months. State governments, their budgets are all over the board, and we're just going to have to wait and see. But the rest of the economy is frankly recovering very quickly. Don't worry about the economy appearing this way. It looks pretty good and the markets are reacting to that. Well, that's all I've got right now. I appreciate you listening. And of course, if you have any more questions, I'm happy to deal with them. That's at info at shwj.com. Thanks for joining me.